All right, how's everybody doing? Welcome to Chicago Music Reveal. We're having a little technical difficulties here at the beginning of the show, so I don't know if I'm live or not, but we're going uh, to make the most of it. So if you can hear what I'm saying, give me a heads up, give me a thumbs up. Of course, I'm Mike Jeff for Chicago Jazz Magazine, chicagojazz.com, and welcome to Friday. Hopefully everybody is doing well, everybody is looking good, sounding good. We've got a good show today. Of course, this is the Blues and Beyond show, which we always do here on Fridays. I've got our co-host Dave Katzman on hold here, of course, with our very special guest, Nick Moss, Alligator Records recording artist. And, of course, he's got two Blues Music Awards under the belt. We're going to talk to him about all of that great stuff. But before I get too far, check out all of our past episodes on Chicago Music Revealed chicagojazz.com and as always i want to make sure everyone knows and i know everybody's tuning in today to check everything out i am also the director of entertainment and programming at the soon to be opening epiphany center for the arts epiphanyshy.com for all the information big news big news tickets are going on sale monday for our music series in the sanctuary at the epiphany center for the arts so get all the information at epiphanyshy.com we've got michelle thomas we have got Ivy Ford. We have got John Primer. We have a whole full schedule coming out very soon on Monday. Tickets will be up, running, and on sale. So stick around. Get ready for all that good information. And, of course, we always thank everyone for watching. Now, as I'm talking, my my of course, my, my computer camera stuff is all freezing up because that's the way we like to do this show is uh, with technical difficulties because what better way would it be than if we had no technical difficulties. So let me see if I can dial this thing in here a little bit and see what I can do. Give me one second. There we go. All right, now let's bring the guests on before I completely screw everything up. Here comes Dave Katzman and Nick Moss. Guys, thanks so much for bearing with me here at the beginning of this show with the crazy technical stuff. But I think, fingers crossed, we're good to go. Nick, how are you, man? Thanks for jumping on for a few minutes with Dave and I today. Definitely. By the way, I, uh, Nick and I talked a little bit before we came on the air, and he's got probably the best hat that I've had on the entire show so far. So, you know, he already wins his best guest ever. So there it is. White, go White Sox. Thank you very much. All right. Now. Oh, yeah. Oh, double win. Look at the double. Du <laughs> double barrel. Triple barrel. Triple barrel action, Dave. <laughs> triple barrel action. All right, so Dave Katzman, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna turn it over to you as I always do here at the beginning. Um, I want to turn that over and make sure that you are driving the train. So take the bus and run with it, Dave Katzman. All right. Well, I'll forgive both you guys for your socks uh, uh, being Sox fans. I mean, it, it's all good. We're all Chicagoans, so it's all good. You know, that's all that's important. You I'm know. glad you. I'm glad you said that. Since I'm first place, but that's okay. Well, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because since I'm running the the board here, I could make you go away very quickly. So just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to even go there with you. I like socks. I do. Anyway, uh, hi Nick. How you been, buddy? Hello. Yeah. How you doing? I've been okay. I mean, you know, trying to make it through this crazy time and everything, but, uh, you know, uh, we do what we can to keep busy. And I know you've been pretty busy lately. Uh, we'll get to that in a little while, but with your video show and everything, that's been great. Um, for the audience out there, I kind of want uh, to touch on some things that obviously you and I 
have known each other a long time, and I've pretty much seen you through this whole thing. But uh, I want to touch on some of the guys you played with historically. You know, I mean, uh, Jimmy Rogers and Jimmy Dawkins, and I see your Jimmy Rogers sign behind you. But uh, how was it? To, how was it to play with those guys? I mean, it was pretty amazing, I'm sure. Yeah, it's uh, how to describe it. I mean, looking back on it. And in hindsight, I can tell you it was probably the best education as a musician you could ever hope to have is to play with the guys that were the architects of the music that you're trying to play. And, right. Uh, you know, I've said this before, people, you know, I've got friends of mine from junior high and high school that went on to college and universities. And so what, what university did you go to? I said, I never went to university and I never went to college, but I was taught by the professors who created this music that I play. And uh, that's, that's about as good of education as you can get. Yeah. So, you know, when I was young, I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day, and it was like, you know, you, you don't think about that when you're just there happy to play music. And now that I look out back on it, how special that was to be able to be with those guys, and now that they're gone, too, just to have that memory that I, I actually share with these guys. Well, uh, I'm just going to ask one technical thing. Do you have your speaker on also? Is your speaker on uh, your feedback? No. No. Okay. Maybe just move closer to the mic a little bit. Yeah. That's way no. better. But, um, okay. you know, I had, I had the, the pleasure of uh, when I met you, you were with uh, Jimmy Rogers. And uh, I think that's when I met you. I may have met you before, but uh, so energy on stage in, in the early days of Buddy Guys Legends, and now I'm going back to '89 and '90. Um, when uh, you were playing with Jimmy, I mean, I saw, you know, a real commitment of your heart, man. When you played with him, man, you you, I've seen a lot of people play with a lot of the old guys, and I've had the pleasure of playing with a lot of the old guys, and. To see somebody who's committed as you were, I mean, you how young were you in 89? You were pretty young, you know. Uh, I, well, I started I started playing with Jimmy Dawkins when I was 18. And, what? and then but by the time I got with Jimmy Rogers, I was probably 40, 22 or 23, because I'd been playing with Willie Smith. Right. Prior to Jimmy for about three and a half years. So I was probably 22 when I got Jimmy Rogers' band. Well, actually, I probably met you when you were with Willie Smith. I probably yeah, saw back in, the, back in the day at Legends, yeah, yeah with Willie. Yeah. And uh, that was the legendary blues band, which was basically uh, the guys that for the audience and played with Muddy Waters. And then, you know, some people added like Nick and a couple other people. It was an amazing band. It really was. Willie Big Eye Smith and uh, Pine Top. And who else was in that band? Um, for, you know, there were so many incarnations of it. Well, when I was in the band, it was basically Willie and Pine Top would go out with us occasionally. But we had uh, uh, Mark Hoekstra on harmonica, Willie Grease on the guitar, and I was playing bass then. Right. You know? And, uh, right. You know, I, sw I switched over to bass towards the end uh, when Will well, Willie Phillips uh, he, he used to go by Willie Greaseland as a stage 
I got to tell you, being in that band, you know, with Willie Smith as your timing keeper and drummer, that, that'll teach you about the Chicago feel and the sound. Or, you know, if you can't pick up on that, uh, okay. you're deaf. And then Willie Phillips as a guitar player, man, he's still one of my favorite guitar players. I, I just saw him, you know, this past winter down on the south side, uh, you know, at the jam that they all do down there. And he, you know, he's, I think he works for the post service. I, for you know, <laughs> what's going on. I hope he keeps his job, but he, but he's still playing. He still sounds as great as ever. And, and he's one of the guys. You know, I, we used to go back to the room at the end of the night after the gig, and uh, I said, "Willie, show me what you play on guitar." I, mean, I don't want to play that. And so between my brother and Willie, I mean, those two guys are like two of my favorite, you know, teachers. You know, how I ended up playing guitar. Right. Right. Well, you know, those days, I, I remember, I mean, they, they were pretty magical times. The, all the bands, you know, that it was kind of end of an era, but it was also the beginning of uh, the new group of guys coming up that were keeping it alive. And, uh, you know, I mean, people like Jerry Portnoy and, you know, uh, a lot of guys. I mean, you and, uh, and John Primer was kind of an elder in that young group and stuff right. like that. But, um just seeing that, you know, the the kind of handing of the torch, you know, was was pretty impressive, and and I'm glad I was part of it too. You know, I got to mix everybody over at the original Legends, and it was just uh, really, really, really good times, man. And um, then you broke out with the flip tops. Uh, tell us about right. the flip tops. Well, you know, um, years of playing you know, bass and then switching over to guitar. And it was probably, I would say, from 89, 88, 89, until about 98 of just learning. I mean, I say that I'm still learning to this day, but that was that was my, you know, my foundational uh, learning experience for those nine or 10 years with Jimmy Rogers and, Willie Smith and Jimmy Dawkins and stuff. And then uh, Jimmy Rogers, at the end, as what was going to say, he passed away in 97. He had, he had already decided to get his son back in the band. And right. I, think he, I think he knew he was sick and probably wanted to get his kid back in the band and, and, and spend his last days on the road playing with his son. I understand that. And so I was kind of like out on my own. And some of us alumni from from that band, because I we we had actually at the end of that band had uh, Mark Fornick and Mike McCurdy, who played for years with the Inspector, and then uh, right. Jimmy Rogers with me at the end, and they 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 uh, they ended up coming with me with the flip tops, and my brother was an original member of the flip tops. Joe was an original member of the flip tops. You know, he played with Buddy Scott all those years. Right, and then. Uh, it kind of, it kind of, just kind of moving, and then you know, Linwood Slim was here in town for a while, and, and Linwood Slim ended up being a little bit that yeah. being a frontman. I mean, it, it's progressive. There is some, I mean, some of the players that have been in the band, I, I've been lost. Chuck, Peter well, Madison Slim, Jerry Hunt. Yeah, uh, great player, amazing. Know, Obviously, you know, and, uh, and, you know, and recently Mike Ledbetter, rest in peace. And I, I've had many, I've been very fortunate to have the guys that have played with me 
throughout the years since since I've been on my own. And, uh, well, yeah, yeah I, 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 so guys like Linwood and Mike and you know Jerry Hunt is a multi instrumentalist. I mean, incredible, still out there, yeah, and stuff. But uh, you know, you you uh, brought them to a lot too, kind of like what Jimmy and and uh, you know Jimmy Dawkins did for you. Um, they grew a lot in your bands, not so much Linwood. I mean, Linwood was pretty well established, but I, I watched Jerry grow a lot in your band and, and open up. I mean, he was always a good player, but it, you gave him an opportunity to really open up and be Jerry within the format. And, uh, you know, it, it's amazing. You, you're kind of like a magnet of good players. <laughs> good players come to you. <laughs> you know? Well, here's the thing with that. It's, I'm always amazed at people that don't recognize talent when it's right there in front of them. I've seen bands play where there's been extremely talented musicians on stage at the same time, and and some of them have gone unrecognized or underutilized right. on that stage. And I'm like, why isn't this person using this person for what he's really good at? Or why is this person not doing this or that? You know, I feel like there's that, uh, I don't know, I just, I, I, just, I, just learned, I, learned how to, I learned how to say, oh, this guy's good at this, this guy's good at that, why not do it? I mean, a real, a real quick anecdote was, you know, my, like I said, Joe played with Buddy Scott all those years, and Buddy Scott and Rib Chucks, and, and I would sit in with those guys every now and then, and occasionally I would get to fill in if Wayne, the bass player, didn't make a gig, and but he would let me play that night and stuff. And I remember one night, you know, uh, you know, Buddy was known for letting anybody sit. And and I remember one night someone asked Buddy, Buddy, why do you always let these people sit in on your shows all the time? Because granted, some of them were horrible, but then again, some of them were great. I mean, Buddy Ace and Johnny Taylor and, right. and, and Lil Milton would come down to see them play and sit in at the. At, you know, I closed on the south side, you know, and Lee's on Lennon and stuff. These guys would walk in if they were to sit in. So, I mean, he attracted all kinds. And Buddy's answer was, well, here, I look at it this way. If they're horrible, people say, oh, man, that guy's so bad, but Buddy's band is so great. And if they're great, and they sit in there and say, Buddy's band is so great, he's even got the great guy sitting there. Goes, I can't lose either way. And it makes me look good either way. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, I like that attitude, and then I also like the fact that he knew what was good, and he knew who had talent and how to use uh, how to use it. Right, right. And well, that, that's I, you know. I picked up a lot on that. I know Mike can. Uh, Mike's a drummer, if you don't know, but uh, I'm sure you've been in a million bands, Mike, where uh, people were underutilized, and then the bands that were you know felt good and really worked well. Everyone was utilized. I mean, what do you got to say about that? Yeah, no, I mean that's a, it's a hundred percent. But I, I love Buddy Buddy's <laughs> Buddy's answer to the whole thing. I mean, that's like classic stuff. That's that's perfect, yeah. you know. Hey, so uh, and you know, as far as like with blues goes, and and Nick, you know, I I, I always love to find out because you know. Right now, this time of year, you would be playing every single night of the week, probably playing two or three festival gigs every single second of the weekend and everything else. And I mean, on an airplane. Yeah, the <laughs> flying somewhere, doing something. I mean, 
you started this show, and I know Dave was going to bring it up, but I, I watched some of it earlier today. I love it. The Super Duper Blues Spectacular and more. Music, interviews, fashion, cooking, and even some magic. All right, so you're covering you, – you are covering all bases here. I love it. It was like an hour and 20 minutes. I didn't catch the whole thing. But what's the concept behind that? Because I – more musicians should be doing something like this. I love the name, first of all. And second of all, uh, did have you been doing stuff like this before before you got into the pandemic lockdown mode and you just expanded on it? Or is this like your first foray into uh, well, and, uh, and bad TV? Yeah. I love that, too. Yeah. Well, we just it was it was out of boredom and kind of you know I, I had done a couple of those uh, live streams to try and raise some money and I I'm not really good at begging for money and I, I that's a bad term I don't want to say that because I'm not trying to tell you what other people are begging but I just I don't really know how to go about doing that sometimes and I did it a couple of times and then I. I felt like, uh, you know, there's a lot of bands out there doing it. Let, we should share this, the airwaves a little bit. But then I started getting bored, and we started just coming up with ideas. And I said, like, you know, why don't we do our own, you know, kind of right. a variety show. And <laughs> I like to cook, and people were like, why don't you do some cooking? We, we love when you, when you show your pictures and the stuff that you cook. And, and everyone in my band is a comedian. So we decided to do some like funny bits, and turns out one of my daughter's teachers was a magician. So I said, "Well, let's ask him to make some magic videos, and we'll even throw magic in." <laughs> it just it just was something that kind of got out of control. And then the next one we kind of streamlined it a little bit more. Uh, the next one, the actually, that's something Jimmy Rogers posted. We did a Jimmy Rogers tribute, and uh, uh, I I like doing that kind of stuff. Um, we just, yeah, it was just, it was, it's more for fun, and I, I plan on trying to do a couple more. It's pretty time consuming, and luckily, I have a 16 year old daughter that's into video editing. She loves doing it, and she's studying it. She hopes to go on to that someday, and so she's been Same me. That, that's yeah. a, that live, was, live, that, in, live in videographer. Not that, bad to have. That was going to be my biggest, my biggest question because I know from experience, because of what I do. It's the editing is the time suck of everything because you've got to edit. And when I was watching that, you've got all these different segments together. I mean, it's really it's well done, man. I, everybody should go over to NickMossBand.com and check that out. But they also should go over there and pick up the new it's release. On, it's on YouTube, too. You can look yeah. it up. It's super duper blistered. Give the title again, Mike. Give the title again. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's uh, Super Duper Blue Spectacular and more. And that's more. on and that's bad TV as well. Well, there's a yeah, there's a Facebook page called Bad Bad yep. TV that we, we created just for that, which stands for Blues All Day Television. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, they should also go. They should also go over to NickMossBand.com. Not only because there's a link there to over the YouTube thing, but also Lucky Guy is available up there, right? The new release. Yeah that came out yeah. and you, you're like an award winner. I know Dave was probably going to touch on this. So I'll let Dave kind of take the reins on this, but you've won two yeah. 2020 blues music awards. They were virtual this year, but congrats. Three, three. Congratulations. And Dave, why don't you take the reins? Well, Nick Moss has been in, I don't know how many, what is it? 20 BMAs. 
up for uh, nominated or something silly like that? How many times were you nominated? I think I, was, I think I was up to somewhere around 24 before I won last year, the first one. Every year, we'd always joke about, uh, what's the gal's name from the soap opera that never Susan won? Susan Lucci. <laughs> he was the Susan Lucci of the blues because he was always up for the awards and never won. And everyone would go, why didn't you fucking win, man? Excuse me. Uh, but, uh, you know, then uh, two years ago, and I happened to be there when he did win his first award for, what was that, the, the single award uh, from last, two years last, ago? Oh, yeah, last, well, the year before, last year, yeah. I won for Best Traditional Artist. And it was like, uh, you know, finally, <laughs> it's finally happened. I, I wasn't in the room when they called my name. I remember, I remember, and everyone was looking for you. <laughs> Kate, 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 had, Kate had misplaced her phone, and so we went out to the common area in the lobby where the bars were. Imagine that, Kate, um, uh, to, look for, to look for her phone, and someone came running through the doors. Nick, you got to get in there. And I said, for what? And they said, they called your name. I'm like, why? Everyone in the place, I mean, there's, you know. They because you won. They're all looking around. Where's Nick? Where's Nick? <laughs> he finally makes it in and grabs his award. But then, uh, obviously, last year was amazing. With and also the album signing with Alligator. I mean, what a good, good positive year for you, man. I mean, come on, that was that was overdue, but certainly great that it happened. Yeah. I mean, um, there was there was a lot involved. You know, I know that. Uh, We've been working hard for years, and, and I think the combination of Dennis and myself was a, a big attraction for Bruce. Sure. You know, for years I had tried with Bruce, and he would politely decline it and tell me what he liked and disliked about my friends, like he does with everyone. And, you know, I never really pushed it too hard, and we kind of put out our own records on our own label, and we're, we're pretty successful at it. And... I think one other time we actually came pretty close to getting signed when Mike Ledbetter was still in the band. And then right. For whatever, well, for whatever reason, we just had to change your heart right at the last minute. And so it didn't happen. And then Michael left the band, went off with Mike Walsh. I got Dennis in the band. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, uh, Bruce started like perking up. I actually had heard from Curtis Salgado, he said, hey, you know, Bruce really likes this combination that you got going here and Dennis. And, it, you know, I know that Bruce has a lot of music on his label, and he, and he does like a lot of things. But one thing that I know about Bruce is Bruce is a fan of traditional Chicago blues. Absolutely. He, he knows a lot about it. He loves it. That's his era. He loves that. Not that he doesn't love all the other stuff that's on his label, but I know that he really has a, a soft spot in his heart for that kind of music. And I kind of had the feeling that when Mike was in the band, you know, we were doing a lot of different stuff. It wasn't necessarily traditional blues. It probably just wasn't biting him in the right way, you know? Right. And it was an amazing band, though. I mean, Mike was... Uh, absolutely. You know, and, and then Mike ended up getting his just do also with, with Mike Walsh. When they went off, they got all their accolades. So I think right. it was... It was one of those things that it, I guess kind of meant to be, and then uh, it you know it just all fell into place. Uh, I we recorded this our first CD at my studio and had Kid Anderson uh, 
come in and produce it. And, 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 and for people that don't know who he is, he's a phenomenal guitar player, um, absolutely phenomenal, uh, phenomenal uh, producer. I mean, he played with Charlie Musselwhite. He played with who? Kids played with everybody. I mean, yeah, Terry and Charlie Musselwhite. Every, a lot of the West Coast guys, and you know, he ended up taking Charlie Beatty's spot in the Nightcats. Right, and right. Now it's Rick Astor in the Nightcats, but that's what Ken Anderson on the guitar. Right. Uh, right. It, and how do you fill the Charlie Beatty's shoes? Well, you put Ken Anderson. Right, right. And even Charlie, when he was alive, would have told you, well, they did a good job filling you know, my spot. Yeah. But, one thing, the pairing of and you and Dennis Grueling, I mean, uh, again, for the audience, Dennis is a phenomenal harmonica player, um, really a canon of traditional harmonica as far as I'm concerned. I mean, um, a lot of guys out there have their own styles, and Dennis certainly has his own style, but Dennis also, in his own style, pays homage to everybody. I mean, it, it pretty much... Uh, you know, it, it's he's he's very much a dynamo on stage. He's a great guy, kind of wacky, <laughs> which fits with you perfectly, Nick. I mean, you guys carry on on stage. It's incredibly entertaining. Um, and I think the pairing of you is probably the best pairing I've seen with a harp player. And you played with some really good harp players. And I've been very fortunate to play with the guys that I play with. And, and you know, the, again, that's one of those things that, which I, I never understood again about utilizing right. Dennis is Dennis is a walking marquee of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like a neon sign that says, Hey, I'm fun and also <laughs> awesome. Check this out. And you, you don't, don't even have to hear him play harmonica to know oh my God. what's up with that guy because he walks around looking the way he does. He looks like a what? vampire. He literally he dresses like a vampire. He, he, Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, I, I, I should try. I should chime in for a second because I was able to pull up a picture of you guys of the whole band. That's the one that you guys are standing oh, yeah. at the bar, and Dennis is right there on the corner, standing up looking at Nick. So you can see him. He's got his, uh, what is that, a leopard skin uh, jacket on there yeah. with his, uh, with his glasses and all that stuff. So yes, you know. he's, he's he's an advocate for uh, animal rights, and, and he only wears plastic or fake uh, animal skins. That's great. He's also a vegan. He's a vegan and an animal rights activist, and but he loves animal prints. So just so you know, it's it's faux animal. It's faux. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Faux. <laughs> he, he's a he's something uh, definitely a power on stage. I mean, it's amazing. I, I think you guys are like like I said, you played with the best harmonica players. And you guys match like I've never seen before. I think it's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank I mean, you. I'll, I'll tell you, we got a few more minutes here. Dave, you got anything else before we let uh, Nick, well, Nick so, hit the road? Um, you've already talked about your video. Is there something you want to bring up, or is there anything coming up with you, man, that uh, people should know about? I mean, I'm, I'm on hiatus until this coronavirus breaks. I mean, we're just trying to do. What we can. I've been playing a little um, brunch gig up in Glenview, Illinois, on Sundays from 12 to 3. If anyone wants to come out and have breakfast and see uh, Three Fools on the sidewalk and, you know, making this little noise, we're doing that. Um, other than that, I'm probably going to be doing another episode of the Super Deeper Blue Spectacular. Uh, I think the next one we're going to feature Freddie K on that one. Great. Awesome. And, uh, Hey, what's the name yeah, of the uh, what's the name of the restaurant in Glenview? It's called Hash Stacks. Hash Stacks. All right. Yeah, it's uh, it's up in the Glen where a naval air base used to be. It's a shopping mall. Oh yeah, in the Glen. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's right in the Glen there. Nice. That's great. That's great. Well, hey, you know, it's so hard right now. I mean, with COVID and stuff. To do anything, I know Tony over at Roses is doing the live stream and and uh, trying to get some things happening over there, and he's doing a great job over yeah. there. And uh, yeah, we're doing we're actually doing a live stream next Thursday. Kate and I we're doing a duo uh, for the uh, uh, what is it uh, at home Chicago Blues Street oh, yeah. Fours. Yeah, right. They start, they start to use oh, that's all big. Yeah, I, but I think they're doing it at the Skokie Theater. For, for the oh, time. okay, okay. Uh, but that's going to be on Thursday the 20th. Well, I actually got a couple duo gigs for you and Kate, too. So you got to call me. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Nick, I appreciate you being on today, man. This has been fun. Hopefully I'll get to meet you in person at some point. I know Dave knows you really well, but I've watched uh, you play a million times when I've been down at the Blues Fest and uh, doing the program books and all that stuff. I know we've crossed paths before, but I don't think we ever formally met, so I'm looking forward to that. Of course, I want everybody to head over to nickmossband.com to check out all the great stuff that Nick has going on during the pandemic. And after the pandemic, all the shows will be up. And and Dave, uh, what do you think? I think we covered a lot of ground here today. I think so too. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. So you're welcome. Thank you, guys. Thanks again, yeah. Nick. Take care. Have a good weekend. All right, you too, guys. Take care. See you later, Nikki. Bye-bye. All right, Nick Moss. That that was that was great. You know the the thing with uh, with Nick, Dave is that is that he's played with so many people, 
Oh it, my God. You know, it's, yeah. it's hard to just pin down one person to talk to, uh, talk to him about because there's so much, you know, it's like really well, incredible. He's so highly respected worldwide. I yeah. mean, um, he has done, he is one of the guys that is still out there touring all over the world. Uh, I mean, not during the COVID stuff. In fact, I think he had to cancel a couple of European things. But Nick has never stopped. Um, and he's driven and uh, in a very positive way. And people know him all over the world. And, um, you know, it's it's good to see that. I mean, it's hard to do. It's hard to uh, travel internationally and be a band. And, you know, more often than not in Europe with the blues scene, they, they hire the front man. And then they supply you with a European band. Right. But Nick... Nick goes over there with his band and his band is so they're, they're one movement. You know, they, they all move together. They are, it's a phenomenal band. Um, and, uh, good guys, great guys, good to hang with. (laughs) Um, just uh, Nick's a good friend and, you know, I can't say enough about it. I really can't. No, it it was great. We had a little, a little, uh, I know I got some comments here and there about, about the, uh, the audio connection It was tough, but um, I think everybody kind of got, got the gist of what he was saying. I think, you know, it's always, always comes down to a Skype too. So everybody listening, Wi-Fi connection and all that good stuff. But I, I felt comfortable. Everybody could hear what he was saying. And that's why we kept going because there's no way to reconnect with him when we're on. But, you know, I, I, I love what he was saying and I love the stories he was talking about and some of the, legends he played with and he's not yeah. that old by the way he's like 50 years old so it's not like he's but he's been on the scene for like 30 years already you know which is oh yeah amazing, easy you know? easy and I, i've known him since he was pretty young on the scene and he's always been a solid player yeah. i mean you know a lot of young guys get all shaky up there Nick always held his own yeah. i mean back in the day and and certainly <laughs> more than holds his own now oh, so yeah. he, he's a badass oh yeah, yeah he really is Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So good, good, uh, a good show today. Now, what I think what we're talking about doing, which is what we had talked about, is we're going to move Blues Friday to Blues Thursdays, I believe, yeah. is our, our plan. And uh, I don't know if we have anybody lined up for next Thursday yet or not, but uh, we'll probably well, be announcing I'm working that. on some good think? ones. I'm working on some good ones. And, uh, you know, I'm going I'm to try to get like three weeks out. I'm gonna, that's a All right. decision I made. To, so you guys can promote it more and, yep. uh, we, we can get some things going, but uh, I'm, I'm talking to some friends and uh, we're going to have some real heavy players on. So excellent. Excellent. I guess well, we're going for next Thursday. There you go. Yeah. Next. So next Thursday at 6 PM central standard time, for those of you that are watching live and those of you that are listening on the podcast and everything else, why don't you watch us live? What's the matter with you people? Come on, let's go. <laughs> Everybody over here next Thursday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. All right, Dave, I'll let you go enjoy the weekend. As usual, another successful uh, endeavor here in the uh, Chicago Blues and Beyond segment at Chicago Music Revealed. So I appreciate all the help. Always a blast. Always a blast. Have a great weekend. Say hi to Amy, and uh, we'll catch up later. Okay. All right, thanks, Dave. Okay. All right. So uh, another one. And, yeah, we are are moving the the show. We're going to move it over to... Thursdays because everybody's schedule is getting a little crazy. There's some gigs starting to happen. Of course, we're going to be launching the Epiphany Center for the Arts soon with live music. So all sorts of stuff going on. And so we're going to move it up. We're going to move it over to Thursdays, but doesn't mean we're not going to have incredible guests as usual. So what a week. What a week. We are already at Friday. So as I always say on Friday, please stay safe. Please stay healthy. 
please stay away from everyone. Please, please, please use your hand sanitizer, masks. We got to get out of this thing sooner rather than later. So I am appealing to everyone to use your brains and be careful, be safe, and stay socially distanced. But have a good time. Go see some live music this weekend. We will be back here next week. We're going to announce everything shortly on what we have coming up. As usual, all the information, chicagomusicrevealed.com, chicagojazz.com, Facebook, Instagram. Hit us up. Like us if you like what you hear. As I always say, if you like what you hear, tell your friends, tell your family, call the grandkids. Chicago Music Reveal right back here Monday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Until the next broadcast, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you then.